I am in a mood. I am in a mood uh, today. I almost said this morning. I guess technically it is this morning. We got a big show for you. Before I even start things off, guess who's on the show today, Liberty Gypsy? Who? We've got Bill O'Reilly. Boom! It's not that Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> this is, uh, we got, we got, uh, Bill and his middle, middle initials are, 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 are FB. And we have, uh, Liz Feld. They're from the Federalist Party. They got a new show that's going to be on the radio. They're from the Federal. We're going to be talking to them. And so none of this is their fault. I just like saying Bill O'Reilly's on the show. None of this is their fault. <laughs> But I am in a mood. My, uh, what they would say is there's a bee in my bonnet. Uh, my panties are in a twist. Uh, it's that kind of, I'm in that kind of mood. I have been loaded for bear. I've, I've been this way for days and days. And it doesn't show any signs of stopping. It shows no signs of stopping. Here's, okay, first of all, we'll be the good news. We'll be the, we'll be the good news radio hour. Um, the, the GDP that to me is 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 the big one. The the the, G, the GDP is through the roof. Four point one, four point one. Obama never got past three. He's the first president in the history of this nation that can never get past three. And uh, Trump is crushing it at a four point one. And it's it's too funny. It's too funny. All these morons. All these total tools. Uh, first of all, Obama, that total tool, that guy, uh, and I, I watched it again just before we started recording. It's that classic thing where he's out campaigning for Hillary, and he's talking to the people, and he's like, there's a guy out there, and I'm not going to do any free ads for him. I'm not going to advertise for him, but uh, he's running for office, and he says he's going to create all these jobs, and that he's going to get our economy going again. How, how's he going to do it? Is he going to wave a magic wand? Yeah, I guess he is, because he just went Harry Potter on your ass. And and here's – yeah, so now we're up to 4.1. Uh, unemployment, there, there's more jobs than there are people to, to work them. Black unemployment at all-time low. Uh, Latino unemployment at all-time low. Bubba, if you want a job, you can get a job. If you want a job, you can get a job. I was just at uh, Home Depot with uh, my son the other day, and they have a banner – a banner hanging out outside. Now hiring happy people. And you go in, and that place was jamming. It was packed. It was packed. And I needed some lumber cut. And this uh, cool kid uh, helps me out, and he's cutting the lumber. And I'm like, wow, you guys are jamming today. He goes, this is slow, dude. This is slow. And I'm like, holy crap. So uh, what... I've always said, I believe is true, the American economy is idiot-proof. It's not like Trump is some genius. You just make it easier for entrepreneurs. You just make it easier for the citizens of the country. You just give people a little bit more freedom, and boom, watch it go. So, oh, so that's that's my big one. And then the other big one that, that I'm just like, I want to sh shake the, the, the tree of good news, is how the, the EU crumbled. On their little uh, their little trade deal, <laughs> they Trump was playing poker with them. He's they they're like, uh, well maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll uh, put tariffs on this. Maybe we'll put tariffs on that. And then uh, Trump's like, well maybe I'll subsidize everything. And they're like, well maybe maybe we won't do the tariffs anymore. <laughs> well, so it's good news all the way around. The EU, the head of the EU, whose name I can't remember right now, actually said my sole goal in coming here was to fix what's going on with steel and aluminum, and that will be fixed today. <laughs> so yeah. the automakers can calm down. Harley Davidson can calm down. Everybody, now we've just got to deal with the farmers, and hopefully China will be playing ball too. Well, that's... This is what uh, some pundit was saying on the air. It's like, well, if you get you get the United States and the EU, we get on the same page, then we gang up on China. We get them; they'll come around. They'll all come around. Mm -hmm. They got a good deal. It's too funny. Uh, my dad, you know, and I guess this is where you get some of your political leanings, at least for me, uh, would say it would drive him crazy. My dad worked for a. Uh, 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 it doesn't matter. It was a big, a big, big company, big, big company, uh, and it would always drive him nuts. He's like, 
we have the biggest marketplace on the planet. We have so much leverage. All like right, and it, it's going to switch. You know, we're going to we're going to lose more market share to China. That's just they just have more people and blah blah blah. But for right now, if you've got this little, if you've got this, it's not even a little advantage. It's a huge advantage. Use okay. it. Use it. Level that playing field as fast as you can. So those are the uh, those are the big ones for me. Just how fast. Uh, Trump got the GDP up to to 4.1. The steel workers are coming back, uh, yada yada yada. And 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 how fast? And I said this uh, in a stand up set recently. It's on YouTube. But just how fast he zapped ISIS. Uh, I it's it's yeah, it's it's amazing to me. Yeah, don't. And it's just uh, well. And this is what this is what the the video was about this week on YouTube. My my poorly. It was a good idea. It was I, I did it. It was a, it was a bad video, um, but it was a good idea uh, of, of people being led around by the nose. And this this goes for the, the the bigger theme of what I'm going for today. It's like you don't hear about how fast he just whooped ISIS's ass. Just just wiped him off the face of the planet. There's a couple dudes hanging out, uh, but he he did that, and uh, and he got. Everyone working again. People have jobs again. That's fantastic. So he's he's got that in the bag. You could complain, ah, oh, we didn't get the wall. We didn't get the wall. And he said he was going to fix uh, universal health care. Uh, but whatever. We can, you know, it's still early. He's only been doing this for like two years. It's it's still relatively early. But the the mainstream media, and this is what I was saying in the in the YouTube video, it's like their coverage for two years in a row. For, for both years of this guy's presidency, 91% negative. 91% negative. They just uh, cannot say a kind word about the guy. They can't say a kind word about anything he's doing. If there is any kind of good news, you don't hear it. I want your feedback. I want, I want to ask you, why do you think it's, uh, the coverage is so bad? Universally, across the board, ABC, CBS, NBC, God, don't even get me started on MSNBC, but, but Liberty Gimlet, why do you think it's, it's 91% negative? Dude, you had people on election night who were on television that were supposed to be political analysts and reporters crying when Hillary Clinton lost. Like, the, the lean within the ranks of journalism is very much to the left and now they are <clears throat> if you look at their public statements they're actually saying this is their duty it's their duty yeah. to be activist and no no it's not and you know there was you can be of two minds when things happen right you can see it for what it is and you can you can say, like, when the reporter got vaulted this week, right? Said, you were so ill-behaved in this press avail and photo op that please don't come to the Rose Garden. Your outlet yes. can be here, but you don't need to be. Yes. I can say, probably bad optics, especially since it was CNN, maybe not the right thing to do. But she was being absolutely ridiculous. He's sitting there with the head of the European Union. This is about trade. And she's screaming about the Michael Cohen tape because no one cared. Like CNN breaks this tape. And if you watch the Twitter, no one cared. Well, like, I want to get yeah, to that. I don't care. I want to get to that. But like universally, though, it's mm -hmm. it's almost like. I can I can see being upset that your candidate didn't win, and I can be uh, like I was not thrilled when Obama won. I really wasn't. I'm no. like, well, my life just got harder. Mm -hmm. My life just got harder. However, then I took a well. Let's see how this shakes out. Mm -hmm. Let's see what actually happens. Because you're, I'm kind of. I, I hope I'm an optimist. I'm trying to be an optimist. But I, I can remember being bummed out. Uh, Obama won. I'm like, uh uh. Here we go. Taxes are going up. This is not going to be good. But let's see what the guy does. Let's see what the guy. Does. So it, it, it seems like they've been going 
full tilt boogie, full throttle negative since Jump Street. It, 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 the other day, I remember like the dude, his, his first instant in the Oval Office, they're like, whoa, he, he moved the, the, the MLK bust. He moved that. Like instantly they were going at him and they haven't let up. Well, I remember so, a quote. I don't from- know. I don't think it's like a coordinated effort. I don't think that there's like I don't. I'm not. I don't buy into the whole like George Soros gives everybody their marching orders. But there's no way a, a hissy fit doesn't last this long. A hissy fit doesn't last this long. There's something weird going on, and I don't know what it is. You know, but when I look at the timing of certain things and how they roll out and who publishes it first and how it rolls from there. I don't believe it's completely uncoordinated, number one. And number two, when you listen to, you know, things around the election, and I can't remember if Mika said this before the election or after, basically she was saying it was the media's job to tell people what to think. People stopped listening, and I think the media is freaking out. And I've also... I also believe that kind of the whole idea of the internet and the free exchange of information and people being able to access different sources for information is kind of coming home to roost. In some ways, I think YouTube and the other venues are cutting into the mainstream media's hold on information and how it's how it's disseminated if you will how and when yeah and they're not reacting very well they really considered themselves the gatekeepers of information they had the information and they were going to decide when you got it i think that's what it is i think you just nailed it i really do i'm listening to you as you're speaking and i'm but i think there's something to that it, mm-hmm. it's about power they yep. don't want to lose that power oh i got a quote for you here i got a quote for by uh, a little guy named uh, President Roosevelt. Little 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 FDR quote for you. <laughs> in politics, in politics, nothing happens by accident. If it happens, you can bet it was planned that way. That was FDR. Yeah, nothing happens I, by accident. If it happens, you can bet it was planned that way. I think you nailed it right on the head, Gimlet. I think they don't want to lose their power. I don't. I don't think. That uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, and then I'm then I'm reminded as I'm even saying it, like, um, oh, who's that jerk jerk off uh, from the Obama administration? It's so easy to to ben fool Rhodes. the press. These ki- Ben Rhodes. His mm-hmm. I wonder if his brother still runs uh, CBS News. Not sure. Because that was a, a weird thing. But but this this it's a great transition to to my next point. Uh, if if you're on the fence, I don't know how many people who are liberal actually listen to this show. It ultimately doesn't matter. Uh, Twitter uh, admitted to uh, shadow banning people. It was a weird, we do it, but we don't do it, but we really do it, but here's what we're doing kind that of was, admission. That was the uh, best you know, blog we ever. Know Facebook, <laughs> we, we know Sorry. Facebook's been doing it. Zuckerberg got hauled in front of Congress for, for dialing down conservative voices. You have to think YouTube is doing it as well. It so you've got seems uh, like ABC, YouTube NBC, CBS better, trying to hold on. To their... Well, here's here's the deal, and this is where I, I I beat beat myself up about this. Like I want to play their game. This is always this is always uh, been my mantra. I want to work from inside the system. So right. Some of the videos are better than others. Some of them I like better than others. This last week's, it, it, it was what it was. Uh, but it's like, I've noted uh, that when there's like, if, if if the name Trump is in, there are keywords. Uh, mm-hmm. Trump, outrage, uh, GOP, politics. There's a bunch of keywords where if we use that, uh, YouTube will demonetize us. I did a, I did a video... Uh, Jordan Peterson had a debate uh, a, a while back, and I just did like a review of the debate. I watched the debate, I did a review, and Jordan Peterson was called an angry uh, white man. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ooh, there was a the Jordan Peterson uh, debated this guy, and the angry white man won, and boom, demonetized. Because <laughs> angry white, I have to, I have to think it just 
you know, triggered some kind of algorithm. I almost think now, though, it seems, and this is just from watching a lot of YouTube videos, because Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro and a bunch of those folks had been talking about being demonetized the same time we were being demonetized, right? And now it... We haven't got a demonetization email, and there's ads on our videos, and it's because outlets are saying where they want their ads to go. So and I'm changing the titles, and I'm yeah. changing the titles of the video. Right. <laughs> uh, if you ever see me, if I ever come up with a video uh, called uh, uh, "Puppy, Puppy, Puppy," I guarantee there's, there's, there's going to be some racist in stuff in there. <laughs> It's going to be hardcore <laughs> if I'm ever all like, I just want to hug, is the title of the video. It's going to be some tr- pro-Trump, MAGA, <laughs> let's fight back. Oh, and that's the other I thing just, I wanted to talk about. I fight actually, and see. oh, sorry, I think fight Facebook is the worst at this point. They're awful. Oh, they are. They want me oh, to they put, are. They want me to, to be able to boost your monologues and comedy we, and commentary we are considered a political ad, which we're not. And I have to put in, as the person who manages your social media, I have to put in my home address, give them a copy of my driver's license, the last four digits of my social security number. Now, this is a platform, right, that can, when I log in for the day, can tell me what the weather where I live is and suggest events that are going on near me. They can't tell I operate from within the U.S. Yeah. I mean, they already collect uh, so much data. They don't need this. It, it is, uh, it's silencing dissent. Mm-hmm. Silencing, silencing freedom of speech because they want to hold on, they want to hold on to that power. They all want to hold on to that power. Uh, the, the, the dudes from, uh, Google, I know we're working with the uh, the Clinton campaign, mm-hmm. and they 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 really think that they could sway the election a few million votes. You know, they're like, ah, we could do a little bit. Because I can remember trying to Google uh, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, cr- crime or Hillary Clinton criminal, and boy, it would just come out like Hillary Clinton birthday cake. Hillary Clinton, isn't she awesome? Hillary Clinton sparkling eyes. So it's. It is just the worst, and it's and it's like all these uh, political pundits and all these dudes on the left and on the right. They're like, it's like drinking from a fire hose. There's so much to cover. It's like drinking from a fire hose, and then they come out with some junk about Stormy Daniels got divorced. Like really, that's on the top of your list of things to talk about. Out so fast, it's like drinking from a fire hose. Drink it from, and you're gonna tell me stories. A porn star got a, it's just ridiculous for them to complain. Oh, just a reminder, you guys, I'm just gonna start throwing out more stats on the show. Uh, on online ads, Trump and Clinton, and most, and this is mostly Clinton in the presidential election, uh, 81. $81 million they spent on online ads, and Russia uh, uh, spent 46000 Does the Russia thing could take a back seat for a little bit. It's just unbelievable. And here's, because here's, I'm drinking from a fire hose. The news is coming out, I'm drinking from a fire hose. You know, Judicial, judicial Watch uh, uh, is, is left and right. God bless that dude, Tom Fitton. He's... The the whole IRL that whole thing mm-hmm. I'm still keeping one eye on that. There's there's mounting mounting evidence that John McCain's office was involved in that. Oh yeah, I know. How's that for? That's crazy. Ew. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like don't don't even start to like the idea of the government weaponized against its uh, citizens. That should outrage everybody. Left, right, center. Left, right, center. Yeah. When John McCain's office is like. Like we should make it so financially uh, uh, ruinous that, that pe- nobody's going to want to do it. Boy, that's – wow. Here's the other thing Come with the now. media and the power and all of that. 
Um, there's a way things are done in Washington. There has been for a very, very, very long time, and that extends to how the political parties work, how the lobbyist organizations interact with the government, how the government interacts with the media. Trump came into office, didn't know the rules, and doesn't play by them. And that is setting everyone back on their heels. He won't play that way. Yeah. I love and it's crazy. When they first are like drain the swamp, drain the swamp, I'm like, "Oh, come on, you guys. Don't let's not let's not ch- chant that." And now I'm like, "Drain the swamp." <laughs> swamp. <laughs> it's it's when you when you start digging into it just the slight the least little bit, you're like, "Oh. Oh, he's really upsetting, upsetting the apple, apple cart." Upsetting, upsetting the, the pay no attention to that man behind the <laughs> God. I was like, hardcore Wizard of Oz, we gotta leave that in. We gotta <laughs> leave that in. Okay, that was the that was the 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 gods of radio uh telling us it's it's time to move along. Move along. I wanna talk to Bill and Liz. I call them Bill and Liz. Uh Gimlet. I call them Bill Bill and Liz because we're so close. They're from the Federalist Party. They got a brand new show. That's right, it's it's Bill O'Reilly. And Liz Feld. Boy, I hope I'm saying that right. Hey, everybody. We're very uh, lucky, very excited to have our next guests on. We've got uh, Bill and Liz. Now, uh, here's what I'm holding off. It's it's Liz Feld and Bill O'Reilly. And I know what you're thinking. And I, and it's got to be boring for this dude. For having a name like uh, Bill O'Reilly. It's a different Bill O'Reilly. This is the talented Bill O'Reilly we're going to be talking to. Bill and Liz, they've got a new, they got a new radio show coming out. Uh, I believe it's a it's a radio show. It's a podcast. It's all that in a bag of chips. It starts uh, right around mid August. Welcome to the Loftus Party, you guys. Uh, are you there, Bill and Liz? Great, great. Thank you, Michael. Yes, thank Good you to be so here. much for having us. And emphasis, yep. Emphasis on ahead. the bag of chips. That's exactly what. We <laughs> emphasis, want. emphasis on the bag of chips. Okay, so um, I want to I want to get right into it. What made uh, you two? Want to get together and do a radio show? And how'd you meet? That's what I'm always Liz, interested in. How you yeah, met? Liz, why don't you go ahead and launch? I I, I always go first. You go ahead and, and explain uh, explain how we got. This is why we're friends. Here. There are chivalry is alive and well in the O'Reilly household. This is this is, this is why we're still close. I, I I'm going to date myself here, but um, Billy and I do call him Billy. Um, Billy and I met uh, in 1979 when I uh, roomed with his sister in college. We went to Georgetown together, and I wow. met Billy. Ow. He was still in high school at the time. He was a young guy. He was 15, adorable fella. And, uh, with hair, da- hair halfway down my back at that point. <laughs> really? Were you, lo- were, you, were you doing the long hair thing in 79? I, I, I did as a teenager, but Liz is right. I was already knocking on doors, getting petitions and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. There's a... Hippie, there's a hippie at the door that wants it to talk to us about liberty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so that's great. So it goes all the way, all the way back to '79. No, I'm sensing a gap. It really does. Now, uh, between so uh, in '79 to now, what happened? We're because we're in the, we're in 2018, people. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a while well, ago. Well, we I mean, I mean, Liz. And, yeah, oh, I was go, watching go, Liz's go. career early on because because Liz worked in the in the Reagan Bush White House. And um, and I was kind of look, always looking from afar at it, and I was I was uh, you know I I was wanted to be in the business, was curious about it. I'd done a lot of volunteer work on campaigns, and was was watching Liz with, with a lot of interest in what she was doing. And then at one point, Liz was hired by Ed Rollins to um, to be the communications director for Ross Perot, and almost brought me in on that, but he dropped out before it could happen. And um, so we really got to know each other then, Liz, I think. And then. Um, Liz uh, had lots, lots of cool jobs, ABC, Nickelodeon, and other things, and then um, became mayor of her town. Uh, uh, her father has, had also been mayor of the town and was recruited to run for state senate in New York. And at that point, I was getting out of politics. I worked in the political industry and still do, but I was getting out for the 75th time. And someone said, but can you just help Liz Feld run for state senate? And I said, Liz Neuer Feld? Like, Liz? And they're like, yeah, do you know her? I said, I've known her forever. And uh, and so kind of the professional collaboration started, and then uh, we've worked on so many things since. Just lots of different I- issues, whether they you know be you know politically related or or you know make make a better world related. But um, we always talk so much. We were joking before that we 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 
you know, never stop talking about politics, we may as well try and do it as a podcast. But, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Now, I, I, I would just want to circle back to this really quick. Uh, Liz, how does one go from uh, the Reagan White House to Nickelodeon? <laughs> what were you What were you doing at Nickelodeon? <laughs> uh, I should give you some one-liners there that wouldn't be appropriate for national television or national radio. Uh, no, well, I, I uh, popped around a little bit in between there, uh, including having a couple of kids. But, um, you know, after I, I, I did Billy's Ride, after I uh, went to work for Ross Perot, which was the shortest uh, job experience I, I bet you anyone's ever had. It was eight days until he dropped out of the race. It was a darn good thing I didn't recruit Billy to come down to, to Dallas, Texas. Um, yeah, Ed Rollins would. helped me get a job at ABC News. Ed said, oh, good Lord, I can't believe this. You know, it, was, it really was a, the, the quickest demise. And he felt obligated, which he, he certainly shouldn't have, but he's just such a mensch, as you know that um, he set me up at ABC News to help run their, or actually to run their um, public relations department and gotcha. help all the talent and help, you know, be the, do all that. And while I was there, I met some of the Nickelodeon folks. And it actually ended up being a great transition for me from news to Nickelodeon because it was, the network was really taking off. It's a Viacom company. And to be honest, it was the first professional experience I had where I was responsible for helping to, to run a business or participate in running a business and have a bottom line and, uh, you know, it's a, which is very different from just working at an, uh, another you know, a general network or in, in regular PR. So it was a fabulous business experience. My kids cried their eyes out when I left. You can imagine the free goodies that they got. Oh, um, my goodness. That, now, were you, were, you in the, uh, were, you, were you at the Burbank offices or were you in New York at, at Viacom? No, I was in New York uh, at Viacom, and then we also had a studio down in Orlando where a lot of the shows were, were produced. Um, some yeah, of the animation yeah. was done out on the West Coast in L.A., but, um, but the other production was done in, um, in Orlando. Yeah. I re- and the, and now, the people who ran that Nickelodeon, were just spectacular. Yeah. Do, do they still have studios down in Orlando, or did they close those down? You know, I don't know the answer to that. I left in 90. Six, so that was quite a while ago, but I, I, it's still, as you know, a very big business, not nearly what it was, but at the time, you know, they were, um, it was, such, you know, it was the cool thing that, you know, the slogan was kick your parents out of the room, which is such a cool thing to tell a seven year old, you know, so you can watch Nickelodeon. <laughs> so they were almost like the rebel or renegade network, unlike Disney and, you know, Sesame Street, which were so wholesome. This was the exact opposite. It was just, you know, wow. kids, doing speech bands on college campuses. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you can out, Liz. That is fantastic. I, I did. A, I did a brief stint. Uh, I was writing a political cartoon, oddly enough, for Spike TV. I think in like two thousand and four, oh. two thousand and five. And our offices were at the Nickelodeon uh, studios uh, in Burbank. And boy, oh boy, that is a f- that is a fun place to work. That is a really. The, the, I got. I got nothing but love for the Nickelodeon people. So I was wondering if maybe our 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 uh, careers had crossed paths. I don't know, but they're crossing now. Oh, uh, well, yes, they are. Well, the guy from Nickelodeon uh, who ran all the production and programming, Albie Hecht, went on yeah. and start Spike TV. Maybe he was there when you were there, right? He's a programming that was, genius. Uh, yeah, a, a buddy of mine did this show, The Fairly Odd Parents, uh, and a friend who worked yeah. with him had this idea for a political uh, comedy show. It was it was really tough. We were just a little bit a- ahead of our time. We couldn't. Uh, like South Park is animated in one day. They have they they use the same computing power as like Jurassic Park. Uh, we just didn't have that kind of uh, uh, software yet, so we were a little ahead of our time. But it was a, it was a fun fun show, and and now uh, I want to talk about your fun fun show. See how I did that? See how that that crazy that magic <laughs> magic segue? What are you guys gonna be doing? <laughs> what are you gonna be doing on on your show for immediate release? What can, what can we, when I tune in, what am I going to be treated to? Liz, you're on a roll. Go with it, baby. You could do it. <laughs> oh, Billy, you are copying out today. Listen, our, our hope here is to try to help people, including ourselves, you discern what really matters in politics right now. You know, we're going to talk a lot about the intersection of the, of the media, the you know, political press, and, and policy, and policymakers, and uh, and you know, well, certainly we'll be talking about the news of the day, but we're also going to try to 
really look at stuff from 30,000 feet up, really more big picture. How, did, how does what's going on in Washington and in people's local towns, you know, why does it matter? And, and we'll talk about why, frankly, why Republicans aren't as motivated as the Democrats are this year, what's going to get them going. I mean, for God's sakes, the economy is booming. So you'd think some of these House races, well, these House candidates would be uh, performing a little better in the polls, but they're not, and they're on fault. So we'll, talk, we'll certainly talk about that. But our hope uh, well, also is to really just have civil discussion and Bill and I are always civil, but just to actually just try to elevate some of the discourse because we're both disgusted with what's going on. We're disgusted with the debt and we're disgusted with the behavior. Exactly. Also, we're not playing to pull punches on either party. I mean, we, we right that the debt is is one issue that that we're both just insane about having having you know children and and um, it, it's you know both parties have totally dropped the ball on so many issues. Immigration, debt, you could just go up and down the the you know the scale on that. Um, I think we'll also talk about a little bit of, of trying to uh, bring power back to communities, a little bit of localism, federalism, which I'm involved with um, a little bit more than, than Liz is. But that n- notion of bringing things back home, it's the only sustainable path for the country, really. But um, Liz talking about the media part, I think that's really important. We're, we're hoping to get some, some um, you know, uh, no news reporters, uh, uh, current past um, to talk about, uh, not to talk about the issues of the day, but to talk what life is like from their perspective. And um, and see if we can have a cordial conversation about how the how the news works and um, whether hits on the news are fair or not and and why not. Um, I think it's something that we hope it's something that people would be interested in learning more about and tuning into. Yeah, I, I'm I'm keenly interested. I'll be I I will be listening because uh, I'm from the school of thought that uh, that that none of this is fair. That that absolutely none of this is fair. Uh, and I think we're in we're in a very strange time. This is like year number two that uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, me- media research, Pew Research, they track this. This is the second year in a row where their coverage of Trump has been like 91, 92 percent negative. They're just baking it in. They're baking it in that this guy is the devil himself. He's uh, he's Hitler's nephew. He is a, a, a demon with a comb over. And I just think uh, there's it's going to be an emotional election. Everyone keeps coming back to, and I want to get your in, insight into this. Everyone keeps coming to, back to uh, Bill Clinton was like, "It's the economy, stupid! It's the economy, stupid!" I don't, I really don't think it is. I think, I think there's a weird expectation. Americans are so optimistic; they kind of expect things to go well. They're like, "Yep, the economy's doing great." That's, but I'm, I'm really worried about the media leading people around by the nose, and I think they're going to make emotional decisions. What do you think? What's your yeah, prediction? Although I think, I think the Democratic Party, I think the Democratic Party has completely blown an opportunity that they had with all that and with all the anti-Trump coverage out there. But Liz and I were talking before we got on with you, and we talked about. I mean, now it's Ocasio Cortez everywhere you look, and I think the average American looks at that and and, and grabs their wallet and says, "Got to be kidding me!" I mean, it's so out of tune with the average American, but that's where their Democratic Party is now. It is really, you know, as, as Reagan would have said, it's really not your, your parents' Democratic Party. It's really very left. And the Republican Party has plenty of problems of its own. But, you know, with, you know every time there's, there's an opportunity for Democrats, Pelosi goes on the screen and, you know, everybody walks away again. Because, like, you can't be serious. Um, that, that's my take. I, think, I, I do think the economy will make a big difference. But I think the Democrats have blown an historic opportunity for them. And they're making it worse every day. They're just veering further left. Liz, I don't know you well, if you agree with that or not, but that's kind of where I am. No, I agree 100 um, percent. The idea, if they parade her around, um, she's the new darling, uh, the, the Democrats are making a massive mistake. I said to Billy, everything is free in her world. Your food should be free. Tuition's free. No taxes. No, no, I mean, uh, um, higher ta- people, I heard her the other night ranting on Colbert or something that r- r- people aren't paying their fair share of taxes. And I thought, here we go, this old trope. She has no idea what she's talking about. And the more she, it, they, the Democrats have no other message than this. And, you know, even Bernie Sanders was much wiser about how he uh, talked about what he cared about uh, and, how, and how he organized people behind him. Uh, Right now, these guys have squandered two years. Like you just said, Mike, 91% of the press coverage against Trump is, against Trump is so negative. He should, have, he should be at 10% in the polls, and he's still at 40-something. Right. These Democrats have nothing to yeah. offer. I do, I do and they're think ba- the they know Republicans. Yeah, abolish. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but, you know, these Republicans infuriate me. 
nothing on entitlement reform. I am so disappointed in Paul Ryan. These, yeah. they, they had plenty of opportunities. Had eight years to fix, you know, Obamacare. None of it. I don't know what I don't know what what they've been doing. I don't. I, but, I really um, don't know. The, the omnibus that omnibus really really rubbed me the wrong yeah. way. Really really absolutely, and, and, and that's polling very bad. Yes, and and I've seen some polling on that with Republicans. You're not alone. Yeah, you, it's the crazy. It's is, like you know, okay, you, so you finally we the, have the House. Go go right ahead, Bill. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say it, now you have the GDP at at four percent, and and God willing, it, it can keep going. But but you know that's when we should have been been working on cutting the deficit instead of adding more more debt to the thing. Yeah, the four percent is what we need to pay off the deficit to start working it down, and it's going to be up a trillion dollars again, and it's well, just insanity. I mean, you could do both at once. I do a bit. Uh, I haven't done it in a while in my standup where people, the average American, and I, I I do this bit from from sea to shining sea. No one has an idea of how much a trillion is. They really don't. Right. Uh, they, they like if you spend a dollar a second, uh, and you never you never stop, you never sleep. It takes you like uh, I think it's like two and a half weeks uh, to spend a uh, million dollars. Then if you keep spending like that, it takes you like two and a half years to spend a billion. Then if you keep spending like that, it takes you twenty five thousand years to spend a trillion. It's some it's it's, it's a ginormic. It's a, like no one realizes how bad the debt is. They just think oh you know million billion trillion whatever. And like legit, yep. you guys, legit. And this this should terrify you. And I, I, I don't like I don't like to be in the, the, the fear mongering business. But when you talk to people after the shows and you go, wow, this crazy person, this crazy person, Bernie Sanders is talking about college should be free and health care should be free and all this stuff should be free. And people aren't paying their they look at you like, yeah, yeah, that's right. It should be free. Like That's right. they really, there's a get, huge disconnect. Right. Yes, they they have no idea. Like uh, it's it's terrifying. Like I I, don't, I can't watch uh, you know like Waters World and these shows where they do interviews with with idiots on the street. Like they can't point out a country. They don't know who won the Civil War. They they honestly they don't they don't realize that their tax dollars. That's what funds the federal government. They think like the federal government is some, some uh, separate entity that is a bottomless well of money. Like it's – this is going to sound horrible and elitist and all that stuff, but there's such ignorance. Like I, I really – with what I'm trying to do on stage and with this show is like kind of go back to like civics 101. <laughs> like that's, that's – that, those are yeah. your tax dollars. And they're being wasted. And, so when when pe people Michael, say, "Oh, it's the economy," it's the economy. It's it's really. I'm like, ooh, I wouldn't. I, I think the right. Uh, we really need to stand up, like 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 you're saying, and and cut spending. But we have to figure out how to make an emotional argument. It has to be emotional because that's, right. that's what the, that's what the left is doing. They're like, we're going to save you from tyranny. We're going to save you, and and uh, I think people are going to believe it. I'm, I guess I'm a pessimist. They're very good at it. Michael, did you say, are you doing um, political stand-up? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 didn't know, you don't know That's a guy named T.J. McCormick, do you? A, a very good friend. T.J. McCormick was, uh, he was nope. in L.A. for years. He had a radio show out there. He moved to New York, but he's a, he's a stand-up guy, and we've worked together in politics a lot. Where he'll do little little bits for, for, you know, for viral videos and that kind of thing. But, yeah, oh, that's I wonderful. Don't know, that's fantastic that you're doing that. I don't know T.J., uh, but yeah, I do. Uh, I do a show at uh, the Comedy and Magic Club at Hermosa Beach on the West Coast. And for the last two years, oh, uh, I was I was writing on a show that filmed on Long Island. So I was living in Levittown, uh, and I would be at Governor's every Sunday and doing doing my little uh, stand up comedy routine, talking about politics. And boy, talk about that! <laughs> it's like Long Island is the best if you remotely lean right. You are, you are you've right got at material home. for the rest of your life. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's the absolute best. Now, you guys are based in New York, yeah? That's right, yep. We're, we're in, I, we're, we've both been in the city. We're now in Westchester County, north of the city now. There, I, I tell you, I, uh, it, it's weird. Like, you look at commercials and you're like, oh, all of New York uh, is Manhattan. But I, I really, really fell in love with, like, upstate New York is insane is insane it's it's beautiful. so beautiful yeah, yeah. it's like they're doing their best to, to ruin that place. it's like it's it is like california like la is just uh it's not getting better kids 
it's it's not getting better. Like two years ago, I thought, well, the traffic can't get any worse. And then you come back and you're like, wow, it's absolutely horrible. You can't use a straw. Go ahead. If, if you put a Californian on the phone with a New Yorker, you end up in a in like a game of one upship. You know, it's like, well, we're the worst place to retire. Well, we have the highest taxes. Well, we get the worst property taxes. Well, our medicine's worse than yours. You know what I mean? You go. <laughs> yeah. And I just incredible. I just the I love the, the people who live. I, I love the people who live in the middle of the country, and they always they always when you talk to them, they're like, "Well, just get out. Just leave." Just go and, and oh how I'd love to I'd love to but this is this is unfortunately where home is right now and oh my gosh yeah oh just just uh, buy a huge estate in Colorado oh wow why didn't I think of that <laughs> exactly I, so you know Michael, so, it's, it's so interesting I, I I worked with somebody a couple of years ago on on some you know campaigns and we brought in a, a very good social scientist and a, a branding genius works for a lot of you know very very top brands in america and she was doing she does specialized research in how to get to the mind you know how do you warm certain areas and how do you make things sticky you know memorable and yeah. um and humor humor is the glue that's the magic glue and the left figured that out with john stewart and the others they figured it out and you know and i'm so glad to hear that you're doing it but humor is what cuts through the clutter and sticks to people's brains. Yeah, and the Republican Party, I don't think, or conservatives have never been that funny, you know. So God bless you for doing that. <laughs> I, I had a, yeah. <laughs> I had a, a a job a long time ago. I won't say who. It was a, whatever. But they showed me these statistics. Uh, if you should just show people a bunch of information, uh, they'll retain maybe ten percent of it. If you sh- if you put out that same information in a comedic fashion, they retain ninety percent of it. And that's why I, I think. <laughs> Uh, there's a legit effort. Uh, they're they're shutting down the comedic voices on the right. Like if if you show people just how how ridiculous mm. it is. If you if you if you bring up, oh wow, uh, Bernie Sanders is is racing towards socialism, and 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 just a few months ago, Venezuela was the best. Venezuela was the best. That was the shining example. And now they're they're literally eating out of uh, you know uh, dumpsters and eating their neighbors' dogs. Like and, and what it's, happened it's, to Joe Kennedy? Ads, to, right. Exactly. And then you like you remind these kids like, wow, uh, you know, Stalin, he 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 left behind a pretty big pile of dead bodies. And so did uh, Chairman Mao. Like when. But then they go, that's not really socialism. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, that's that's there's a lot of comedy in p- big piles of dead bodies. I don't even know what I was thinking there. That's 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 <laughs> that was. Awful. Well, come on, look at look at no further than what Tina Fey did to Sarah Palin. It was brilliant. I mean, Saturday Night Live and the Sean Spicer stuff that Melissa McCarthy did, that, you, 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 that is the, first of all, every kid I know, and I kid, I mean, you know, 20-somethings, I got three kids uh, between 20 and 30, they could recite every single line from those, from those um, skits. Every single yes. one. They watch them a hundred times. They, they, they couldn't tell you what the, what the income tax bracket their parents are in or even that they're in, but they could tell you that Sarah Palin can see Russia from her from her backyard uh they could do all that stuff so it's really true billy you're right though because the, the republicans have done nothing to keep up with that kind of it humor. works like i i just can't imagine mitch mcconnell breaking up a room you know it's, it's not really his thing uh, no 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 i can't <laughs> i tell you what maybe, <laughs> he, he needs be a Michael. straight man in a bunch of skits he could be a straight here's what we need <laughs> He he could be the uh, oh, Abbott to someone else's Costello. He'll be Abbott. Hey, I was gonna say he'll be Abbott. Exactly. Hey, we got a big deficit. We got something to do. The deficit's right behind me, isn't it? Abbott. Okay, uh, you guys. This was a lot of fun. I'm very excited about your show. I like it. I, I, I like it to hearing about these these new endeavors. You seem like awesome people. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. The name of the show, once again, everybody, is for immediate release. Look for it around mid-August. Keep that one on your radar. Bill, Liz, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, and and keep me up to speed. Let me know what's going on. Let's be buds. Oh, Great. come Fantastic. on. You have to be one of our early guests. We really are so grateful for, for the opportunity to start you know, introducing ourselves to everybody. So thanks for having us. It will be great. You guys have a blast, and we'll, we'll see oh. you in a couple months. Thanks, Michael. Alrighty. Good people. Good people. I like the. I like the Bill and. I, I like. Once I'm gonna say it again. Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> that guy. He knows what's up. How many times does his phone ring? How many 
many times does this phone ring with kids and calling him? Is this Bill O'Reilly? Uh, oh my, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, so, we had a big merger. Uh, it went through. They, uh, we got, uh, Disney. Uh, Disney bought, uh, uh, Fox. They bought the Fox Studios. They did buy the Fox News. So oh, Fox it's News bad. Stand, stands alone now? Yeah, the cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. They make so much money. They make so say, much think, money. That's, I that's, think they'll be all right. Yeah, that's that's the bread and butter. They're not going to lose that. But now we got, uh, you know, Marvel geeks, Marvel fans are like, oh, now, now, uh, you know, Spider-Man and Sony. It's not Spider-Man, but it's the Fantastic Four, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm worried about it. The whole Disney thing. Disney, like, you can be that big. That, that's I'm not going to, hey, that's great, you're successful. But we need more, uh, more students. Studios, more competition. Like, like who's? It, it feels like there's no one left. It feels like if it's not a Disney movie, it ain't coming out. Yeah. And that's that's worrisome. I guess Netflix is making stuff, but I, I don't know. So here's the other big news. Uh, they just cast uh, Carrie Fisher and I guess Mark Hamill for the next Star Wars movie. Of what? course. Uh, yeah, they they announced the cast uh, for the new Star Wars Episode Nine. Mark Hamill's going to be in it, and I'm sure gonna, they're going to do the. He's a Jedi ghost, and he'll be, and that it'll just be sad. It'll like just be Obi sad. used to be. Yeah, yeah, uh, like 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 Obi Wan Kenobi. But see, like Obi Wan Kenobi was true to his character mm-hmm. uh, throughout the whole film. He didn't suddenly turn evil and try to kill a kid in his sleep. That's just, I I hate that movie. I hate that movie. I know. I, I know. hate that movie so much. And I'm seriously, I'm thinking this will be the first. This will be the first Star Wars. I probably won't see it in the theater. Really? Who am I kidding? I'll go. I'll go. And then you'll I'll do another it. 16 minute rant on how they screwed it up. <laughs> it it's it's doomed, and here's why it's doomed: because you got Act One. Uh, which is The Force Awakens. Okay, that's... Eh, it was all right. Uh, but then the second one was like, everything you've learned doesn't mean anything. So really, you could you don't even need the second movie. You don't even need the second movie. You could just go episode seven, episode eight. You're like, hey, we're looking for Luke Skywalker. Oh, turns out he was dead, but now he's a Jedi Knight ghost. Uh, seriously, this is where we've opened up a... a, a, a whole can of worms here. I don't want to go off on another I hate Star Wars thing. And it's not Carrie Fisher, because that's what you said. That's why I said what. It's Carrie, the girl who actually got booked in the series. No, it's Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher's going to be the new one. Dead dead lady. Really? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Here's, and, and here's what they're going to do. And this is why not killing her. When you have the, the actress who's dead... In real life, and then you have her, her character in some extreme jeopardy in your movie. Go ahead and kill her. Go ahead and kill her. Kind of need not, to. She's not going to be available for reshoots. So, and this will be janky. J.J. Abrams. Uh, we've we've reached out to Carrie Fisher's family, and they've generously let her uh, image be used. And they're it. I guess they're not going to they're not going to CGI it. They're going to use like outtakes. From The Last Jedi. Like, unseen footage. I guess they're just going to lift her performance out of some crap that was on the cutting room floor, or maybe part of the gag reel. Maybe at some point, Luke Skywalker will show up by a ghost and have a conversation with his sister, Princess Leia, who mysteriously is by craft services, putting cream cheese oh on a bagel. <laughs> it's going to be... That sounds like a janky. train wreck. Oh, an absolute train wreck. Now you wreck. gotta so see listen, it in the like, theater. It's like her, 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 line, her lines of dialogue cannot change. So no. You have to then manufacture a question to make her response not look absolutely insane. That's not, that's not the best way to tell a story. And when no. you're doing that, you're like, oh, we're going to do it anyway. Recast. Recast. CGI it. For the love of God. Uh, they they brought Peter Cushing back from the flipping dead, 
in uh, in that one Star Wars movie where they figured out how to blow up the Death Star. Peter Cushing's been dead for like eighty years. They they just CGI him. Okay. This goes to the uh, well, the who, being dead of it all. Directed Ryan Johnson was that his name? Yeah. 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 No, he just deleted like twenty seven thousand tweets, <laughs> and somebody's yeah. like, "Hey, Ryan, we still know you made the Last Jedi." I don't uh, care oh how many tweets you delete. <laughs> Somebody made a joke on Twitter uh, saying, uh, Guard- because Tim Gunn is gone, mm-hmm. and they're still working on Guardians of the Galaxy 3, they should just bring uh, Ryan Johnson in just to kill the no. franchise. No. And I'm like, that's not even a funny joke. No. That's not even a funny joke. Marvel has that guy done would have- too, too much good stuff to even want them to screw it up at this point. Well, you, they've got to bring it in. They got to bring it into the twenty first century. They got to bring social justice into it. We got to put Groot in a wood chipper to symbolize man's inhumanity to his own environment. Stop. Come on, remember the Amazon. Kill Groot. What? No. I've already said this. Like, if you look at the Marvel franchise, if they want to be social justice warriors, they are the worst ones ever. Because everybody was Team Cap who stood for individualism and an individual responsibility, and they made their villains social justice warriors. It was that way in in um, Black Panther. It was that way with Thanos. If 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 you really want to inject politics and themes into those movies, maybe other than a throwaway line here or there just to take a dig at the right, their themes are very libertarian. And people love them. Yes. That should be a clue. Yes. That is before Marvel and Disney got into bed together. Oh. It's Disney that does it. When you have giant corporations that want to show how much they care and they think that they can... This goes back to our first segment. Yeah. This, 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 is a, this goes back to we're going to... We're gonna, we're going to only talk about the president in negative terms so that people hate him. They think that we can be led around by the nose. They think they know more than we do. And so they inject their politics into pop culture. They do it. That's And they did it with Star Wars. And you've got, like, the Incredibles, the first Incredibles. There is a pro-liberty. Some people are special. Some people aren't. If you do, you know, it's like we're all individuals and trying to do the best we can, and we just have to be good people. That's the overall message of the Incredibles. The Incredibles 2, uh, Disney's all up in that thing going, oh, maybe Mrs. Incredible is the hero uh, of this one. And Mr. Incredible, he's got to learn how to be a, a stay-at-home dad because that's a hard job too. Like, yawn. Boy. Yawn. I just hope, Yawn. I hope the creative team at Marvel says, no, we have a formula. Clearly it works. I mean, Ant-Man and the Wasp was the 10th opening top-grossing film upon release that Marvel has had in the last several years. Every single one of them opens and kicks every other movie's butt. Why, Disney, just, we got this. We got this. Just, (laughs) It's It's hard to do. It's hard to do. It's, uh, I've had meetings uh, with uh, the DreamWorks people and the way they analyze these films, it would, it really would just, uh, it makes your head want to explode. Um, I hear the new Mission Impossible was good. I'm going to try yeah, to see I it. Saw. People were big fans. I'm like, yeah, no. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see it. Uh, but I also don't want to, um, I, I don't want to go any farther without, without saying this. I, I'm, I'm addicted to Twitter. I am, uh, and right now we have a. Well, it's like I, I, I feel for, like it's for my what fault. I get back from it. <laughs> but you know what? From from what I get back to it, I'm am de- developing a YouTube addiction, and I'm developing an Instagram addiction, which I think are much healthier. There's a much with with uh, with YouTube and Instagram, and even with Facebook. There's much more. It's easier to 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 give and take. There's a certain kind of person. Uh, that thrives on, on Twitter, uh, and I just don't think I'm that person. I just, I, I just don't think it's, it's my personality. Uh, but man, this Demi Lovato thing came out, 
and, and I was really shocked. I was really shocked. No, granted, I was, I was surprised and I was happy to see all the people, you know, were wishing you well. It's very tough. You know, you're going through a thing. Flipping heroin, a heroin overdose. And then you've got a bunch of people. Now, I know everybody's going through their own thing, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's battling their own thing. But, like, there was a lot of venom spit at that chick. Like, a lot. People getting, like, hundreds of retweets. Tell me again why I should care that a millionaire has a heroin addiction. Because she's a human being, you dick. You absolute right. jackhole. Boy, I had the unfollow button out really quick. I'm trying to be kind and, and, and not overreact. But, like, what? tell me again why I should care. Oh, because she makes music that makes people happy. And she brings joy into the world and evidently and this isn't like her first go round mm-hmm. she was like a she was like a she had some issues before this obviously the chick is struggling and she's in pain but man what kind of a tool does that what kind of tool like I want the world to see this it's just so like I don't want any and this goes back to our first segment with Twitter just follow who they want to follow you can block you can mute stop this dialing down all this crap unless somebody's like I don't even want to say unless I, I'm going to edit myself right there there shouldn't be un, 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 unless just let people follow follow Whew. but man why, why are people like hating on Demi Lovato for God's sake I, mm. that, and I guess okay, I'm a so, romantic so I guess I'm a romantic because uh Vilder Valderrama, uh, the dude from that 80s show, came mm-hmm. to her bedside, and she broke his heart a long t- time ago. And I'm on Team Wilmer. I'm on Team Wilmer on this one. <laughs> you want that to work out. To make it work. I just want to know I why. I thought it was incredibly of, romantic. Well, but why all of these young ladies who, you know, hit a pinnacle in their early teens just freaking fall apart. It happened to Britney Spears. It happened to uh, Miley Cyrus. Now it's happening to Demi Lovato. Like, something is toxic in that industry. I believe well, that. Well, I think that... I, I think that... Uh, uh, oh, uh, what's this girl? Hannah Montana. What's her name? Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. I think she's actually getting her act back together. No, she is uh, now. She had her little act yeah. out. Now she's getting it back together. Britney Spears. Britney Spears. And I hope Demi Lovato does, but like all of a sudden you're in your early 20s, you've had unparalleled success, right? And you just freaking fall apart. I mean, they all did it very publicly. And, you know, I just, I find it disturbing. I think your family. Hmm? I think it comes back. So do I. I I find it, I find it deeply disturbing as well, but I, I think it comes back, back like country bumpkin of me. Like uh, I know that uh, Miley Cyrus has these get-togethers in in Nashville. I think her dad is a good person. I think her mom is a good person. Mm-hmm. And I think you're you're a young kid. You've got all the money in the world, and you're surrounded by sycophants who tell you you're the best and coolest thing since sliced bread. And then you start to act out like you're testing your boundaries right. that you didn't test. So you go. Oh, Oh, I'm going to be half naked in this thing and, you know, I'm going to grind and show the world my beaver. And and then you see that uh, nothing, nothing happens, you know, so people are like kind of sad for you. And then hopefully you go back and you regroup and you figure out what's really important, what's not important. Right. And uh, like Britney, Britney Spears, man, she she had that jerk in her life. I'm not. I was not on Team uh, Kevin Federline, and then her dad was there. Say what you will about Britney's dad, uh, but her family. She must have some. It's 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 sad. I, I wrote on the George Lopez show. You see it with these young actors. And I was saying this. I was having this conversation the other day that Ron Howard came out as good as he did. Yeah. That's, what a great family he must have had. But that was also like, a really long time. ago. I can't imagine being eight years old. Oh, yeah, but I know, like, Andy Griffith told this story once where he, he knew that Ron, little Ronnie Howard was interested in making movies, so he got him a movie camera for mm-hmm. his birthday. But Andy Griffith went to Ron Howard's dad and said, because it was a really expensive gift, he goes, hey, man, uh, I want to give uh, your kid this this camera. And Ron Howard's dad said no. 
He's got to work for that. That's that's too big of a gift. That's not an appropriate gift for like a, a an eight year old boy. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get him out of here, and that that's so good for Ron Howard's dad. Um, right. Anyway. I wish I wish Demi Lovato nothing for the best addiction. Yeah. And this is what I tweeted: like I don't care how much money you make if you're like uh, I don't want anybody to have to go through that. And if you go through it, I want you to win. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she she might make the best music of her career after this. I go oh. by the Robert Downey Jr. rule. Robert Downey Jr. That guy, the worst drug addict, the worst alcoholic, All right? The scum of the earth. But man, he goes to prison and he turns it around and he's been he's been a delight ever since mm. well um Pam. yeah i just think you know back to what you were saying the venom that people were throwing at her i mean you saw it when barbara bush died you saw it when john mccain was diagnosed people if somebody is diagnosed with cancer somebody dies somebody has bad things happen to them just either provide condolences or shut up. Like, there's no reason to be that way. Yeah. None. And you wouldn't be that way in there real isn't. life. You wouldn't. Well, it's it's weird. It's like, you know, Twitter and Facebook. Well, not Facebook so much, but Twitter. You definitely have this, this an- anonymous, you know... You can just say the most evil, hateful things. Like the the, the internet makes people uh, hateful and rude. Did you hear what happened in in uh, in in Minecraft? No. Okay, so you know what Minecraft is, right? My son used to play it. I have some idea. Okay, so it's all it's all cubes, and mm-hmm. you can build a world, and you can make people have done things where like they've rec- like incredibly detailed recreations of like famous buildings. And if you want, you can make the, the you can make it open to the, the public. Uh, I, I guess the Swedes uh, or the Danish people, rather, uh, they they recreated like all of uh, Sweden. They like did a a, a, a re. What? <laughs> they totally recreated it. Yes, they built this thing. It took like the them whole forever. Country? Yes. Oh my god! And then like. <laughs> And then, like morons, they opened it to the public, and they decimated it. the The public, like, totally ripped it down. Oh my and they god! Put, so they you... put American flags up. So <laughs> when you just... open it to the public, people can actually change your stuff, not just look and appreciate. Oh, absolutely. It? Oh. Yes. Oh well, yes. that was dumb. Why would you spend it's, all that it's hard, time? It's hard. I've seen it happen. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, I guess if you know you're the you're the Danish people, you're like this is awesome, and we're going to open this around and enjoy it and see what you know, see what we've done. And uh, they ruined it. They just ruined it. And damn it, they planted American flags everywhere. So I don't know if we were set up. It might have been the Russians. It might have been the Russians trying to make it look like America did it. But that is what happened. Wow. Okay. Here's the big closer. Here is the big closer. Uh, I, I, I actually left it on, you know, the, uh, the, the Alexa, right? Yeah. You can now, they're, they're working on, uh, uh, sex toys where you can have, you can, you can doink with your Alexa. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. No, you, you get like a little, uh, you get like a little sex toy and you put it on or you put it in, whatever. Whichever way you're doing it. Nope. And you'd be like, Alexa, turn it up to seven. Alexa. What? Nope. You have no interest in that? Nope. Why? Why? What has Alexa captured? What has Alexa has captured personal conversations and a whole been been involved in a crime. Like, I want a dumb house. I want the stupidest house there ever was i don't want devices that turn on when i clap i don't want like we met this guy who has a complete smart house creepiest thing i've ever heard right his house is so set up with that kind of stuff that his wife is a stay-at-home mom and he can tell if she lays down during the middle of the day and he calls her and tells her to get her butt out of bed oof 
Uh, uh, well, that's, well, he does it as a issue. joke. He does it as a joke. But, yeah. like, everything in his house is hooked to the internet. No. No, 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 no. I will never have an Alexa. I don't even really turn on my TV anymore. I watch everything on YouTube. Well, I will tell you this. I don't know what update it's coming out with, but mm-hmm. when it does come out, mm-hmm. I'm doing it. I am oh totally God. doing it. I'm going to be like, Alexa, run run program 69. <laughs> and then it all gets know. saved so you can recall things. Like, no, 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 no. No one needs that data. No one. No one. <laughs> No, my robot girl does. But that way, I mean, whenever I want it again, like, I can just it, say, lock and load, know, baby. Let's it, do it up. going to be some kind of sharing room? Like, here's my best rhythm. Give it a try. No, 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 no. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't no. that be awesome? No, it wouldn't. So, like, <laughs> iTunes for your vibrator? No. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. I think it's... I think it's Wonderful. This could be oh, the reason dear. we're put on Earth. This could be our well, crowding achievement. You know, if this goes wide enough, people may never leave the house. I don't know. But that would be fun. Like if, like you know, you've got a, a you could download uh, programs from other no. people. Like, hey, no. what did that Chinese girl want me to do? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Yes. No. No, 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 no. Let's load up Poland 22. It's all a form of mind control, and I will not be controlled. Oh, it's it's more than the mind, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we had a lot of fun. It was a great show. Uh, Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I want to thank Bill O'Reilly. The wonderful Bill O'Reilly from the Federalist Party, and and I don't want to forget Liz Feld. Uh, You guys are awesome. Best of luck with your show. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. Tell your friends. Uh, Who knows? Maybe we're being shadow banned. Tell, like, share. You know the drill. Talk to you later. Later.